You're listening to the We Talk Nerd podcast, podcast about gaming, movies, and everything nerd. I'm your host, Brandon. I'm Andrew. And I'm Rob. And uh, the week's finally here. We received the game that none of us thought would ever arrive, and especially not Rob. Kingdom Hearts <laughs> 3 is finally here. Uh, well, hey, wait a minute. That's <laughs> obviously some kind of mistake. It's a um, mistake. Did you double check that? Uh, I did. I'll talk. Actually, I'll talk about that in just a minute. Um, mm. But... Yeah, other than that, we got a couple of news things. This might be a short episode, depending on how much conversation gets struck up. Not a lot of big news topics this week, but let's go ahead and jump right into it and talk to Rob and see what he's been up to. Yeah, so I uh, I played a little demo called Anthem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, I got to play uh, with uh, Andrew here, and we, uh, you know, we're going to get a little bit more into it as we go along, but um, overall, I had a pretty good time with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk more about it. But that's really been my only gaming experience, other than uh, everyone at like a public service announcement for anyone that plays Monster Hunter. The uh, appreciation month is going on right now, so every day you can log in and get these tickets, and you can uh, redeem these tickets for uh, loot and armor as you go along. So you know, just checking in every day. You only need ten to get a uh, an account item that. Basically gives your character a uh, tuxedo to run around in. Oh, nice! Uh, so it's a all white and gold trim tuxedo, right? That you can right. replace your uh, skin with. It's so it looks nicer. really cool. Yeah, wow. it's, that's it's very Capcom. Pretty cool. <laughs> it's very yeah. Capcom. Um, I will never take it off. I'm going to wear it forever. Nice. Um, nothing says uh, class like uh, fighting monsters in a in a set of tails. That is <laughs> supreme class right there the classiest <laughs> so what about you andrew what have you been up to other than the anthem demo i've been still playing some assassin's creed odyssey uh-huh. fun game that game is huge and uh i i did get into the settings and change the leveling thing like you suggested last uh-huh. week and it, it's very interesting like it there's definitely some uh some some more options there that I have to fiddle around with and try to try something out but um i I, I can sense that the game's progressing a lot better than it was before after nice. I change it to like normal. So nice. uh, I'm just really enjoying that. Um, and then I think I'm just ready for some, for some awesome, awesome looter shooter action these next couple months. Mm-hmm. I'm just so ready for it. So <laughs> oh, what, what games coming out that you'll be able to do that? None. Two, two games, oh. two games are coming out. Not that Destiny, you know, I still have Destiny, but I don't, I haven't played it in a while. What? Eat. Wait, hold on. Oof. Oof. <laughs> no, he no. admitted this last week. I he, admitted uh, it. He also yeah. hates the game. It's. I, 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 I didn't say hate. I said yeah, hate. yeah, you did. You I'll did. go back to it when it has a big content release, and I'm, I'm still uh, waiting. Bandwagon. For Ban- so when there's a bandwagon available. <laughs> so what about these game news that's coming up? Or how about you, Brandon? <laughs> what's, 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 uh, yeah, well, after last week, um, to hold myself over to the Anthem demo, I played a bit more Monster Hunter World. Still don't really know what's going on there. I'm just hacking at some monsters and hitting hitting a lot of ground and stuff. But uh, yeah, Anthem came out. Played some Anthem. Went through it a little bit. Tested out some different of uh, the uh, different uh, javelins and stuff. And then, of course, just uh, yesterday, got my hands on Kingdom Hearts three, and I've put about six six or seven hours already into it. So nice. Yeah, it's Very been nice. been some good fun on that. But that's that's about it for me. So we'll go ahead and jump into the little news that we have before we talk about the Anthem demo and Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, remember a while back we talked about how uh, Belgium was suing EA 
over microtransactions being sold in their games. They uh, were saying it was gambling. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, now EA is uh, forfeiting that, I guess, lawsuit or just you know giving up completely, and they're they're not going to sell uh, FIFA points anymore in Belgium. The people have won and have spoken. Yep. Kind of. I mean, that's so not every game. Belgium? That's not everywhere. That's you know just FIFA in Belgium, which I'm sure it's really. I'm sure FIFA is a big game in Belgium. Yeah, that's the oh, FIFA yeah. like ultimate team though, right? So. Uh, yeah, I'm guessing any microtransactions in FIFA. Yeah, how are they going to compete though? Because you have to have the the cards, yeah. Yeah, you have to have mm. the cards to play. I'm not so. sure. <laughs> I wonder FIFA. if they're even able to play the game. Yeah, that's true. That could just be unplayable now. <laughs> well, that part of it. The uh, yeah, ultimate team part, which is what I assume most people play for. So it's so, popular. So what you're saying is people are going to move out of Belgium, and then going to play it somewhere else, right? Because of this, yeah, they're going to move like you know, just like a couple move. miles across the border. That way, they can That's actually right. buy their ultimate pack mm-hmm. cards. Sounds or good. VPN out. Yeah, yeah or we can do VPNs. <laughs> Technology. But we would never yes. support you know stuff like that. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah so that's you know that's interesting to see um maybe we'll see you know microtransactions maybe changing a little bit you know a lot of stuff's happened and it looks like kind of swung towards players way in most of these big cases anyway but time yeah, they're pretty <laughs> indefensible i mean you've got 13 year old kids playing these games you know yep. and they're you know they wouldn't be able to go down to a casino and no. put a quarter in the, in the machine, right? So, you know, true. it's not too different for what but they're they doing But they can here. put I mean, in their credit card information and get random yeah. boxes full of random things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a shame we're not a um, a Facebook podcast because <laughs> there's been a lot of news about Facebook and their, uh, their oh, yeah. deceptive practices and yeah. friendly fraud. Yeah, we can talk, friendly about, fraud. We can talk about that a little bit. I, I just remember seeing that headline. Oh I didn't write it down. But well, I, I guess it is somewhat game-related where you could you could buy points or coins for uh, Facebook games. Yeah. And what they were trying to do was advertise it in such a way that they would encourage kids to utilize, to purchase coins. Um, and this is all alleged and everything in the... Um, in the news, um, they've got, you know, a suit against them, but, uh, they actually got their, their certificate revoked by Apple. Yeah. Uh, for, it was like collecting for, data and stuff on personal information. Yeah, and data. Yeah, it's a little unrelated, but it just shows you like Facebook is in the middle of just bad public relations, like all over the place. Yep. So in addition to the friendly fraud, they also had the data scraping and like taking all the information off of a phone by installing the, uh, the Facebook research app, which basically just opened up your phone to, uh, being able to look at anything, yeah. So Mark Zuckerberg but, sitting at his house, going through all your texts and your pictures, and yeah, exactly. But... I, I do hear they're hiring though. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so okay, enjoy, <laughs> enjoy, enjoy. Um, they pay well. I'll say that. I'm, yeah, I'm sure they do. Um, moving on to some. This is a lot of scandalous stuff. Um, depending on which side you flip the coin of the year on this one, but. Metro Exodus is coming out. You know, that's a pretty big game. It's had a Metro series. Yeah, Metro series pretty big following. Uh, Mm -hmm. So it's pulling itself off of Steam uh, for the Epic Store. It's going to be Epic exclusive. Uh, They'll still honor if you pre-ordered it. Because you've been able to pre-order it on Steam for a little bit now. Like, it was a full-fledged listing on Steam. So so people who already pre-ordered it on Steam, uh, they said they're going to still honor those pre-orders. But if you ordered a physical copy... 
your physical copy is going to have a code for the Epic Store in it. Hmm. They just made this announcement like uh, beginning of this week. And I'm sure those physical copies have been probably put together for a while because it comes out maybe in a, like two weeks or something like that. Yeah, but to be fair, the Epic uh, Store was only really announced, what, in uh, the end of the year? The v, uh, it's like November, yeah. November. Was it November? I thought it was closer to December time frame. But either way, we're only talking about two months. Mm-hmm. So I think in that time frame, I'm not sure if they learned about it in that time or if they just said, okay, we're going to announce that. But I really don't buy the argument that they've got a lot of free publicity or advertising by being on Steam because it is so hard to find a game on Steam. It's just true. Because true. there's so many games on Steam. There's a lot on Steam. But, you know, Steam. there's arguments I've seen on Reddit where, you know, they've had the Steam logo splashed on their websites and all that stuff, mm-hmm. you know, using the Steam brand as, you know, you know, people will see the Steam and be like, oh, I'm more likely to buy this because it's on Steam is what, you know, they are saying. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so, you know, they swapped Epic Store last ca- kind of last minute in terms of a game release anyway. Um, and, you know, people are happy about it. And I'm, you think, you know, Steam might have some repercussions for any of this thing, or maybe they'll put something in place to keep people, uh, you know, publishers from the, in the future from doing that. Well, I mean, it's competition, right? So, yeah. I mean, yeah. they, you know, they would probably have some kind of agreement that if you advertise the game or take a pre-order on there, that you have to actually release on the platform that you pre-order for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, where else were you going to buy PC games? The Epic Store, apparently. <laughs> now. now. But before that, you need to be buying it off a of key site or yeah. maybe GMG or, or GOG. GOG. Yeah, you GOG. But see, even G, uh, G, Green Man Gaming, that gives you Steam codes. I don't yeah. think they have a launcher. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, There's a lot of services like that. Yeah. But what you're saying is like on on the marketing, like in TV commercials, you see Steam, like yeah. on yeah. PC Steam, where it would be odd to see Epic Games right there next to it. It would be odd. So I might say, though, you know, with the current climate, with the popularity of Fortnite, maybe having the Epic Games logo on there might bump it up a little bit. Especially for the the younger ages, yes. People play Fortnite anyway. So they're going to ask their their mom and dad for, I want to build my own PC, and they have more PC gamers that way, right? Is that the whole thing they're going going for? Maybe it's the cycle. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, it is is a little hot topic right now, and I just wanted to bring it up and see what you guys think. That's... Good discussion. Yeah, it's good to see. You know, people are, from what I understand, most people aren't happy with how much Steam takes in terms of uh, pay cuts. So, well, and they do. They're kind of with along with the industry because Apple also does thirty percent for iOS apps and everything. So Steam, you know, kind of falls along with that. You know, as long as there's competition, you're going to end up with better opportunity for that. So, mm-hmm. you know. Android and, and Amazon App Store is a perfect example of how you can get, you know, apps really inexpensive uh, yeah. just by being able to shop around between the two. Yeah, that's just a good point. You um, also assume that... Story, don't buy Apple. <laughs> you also assume that Epic Games is going to start at this price point and then maybe raise it when they get more popularity. So, maybe. I mean, that's true. I don't know. It's all money for them and it encourages... And I'm sure there's like integrations with their engine and development tools. So they're, I mean, not oh, only I didn't they, consider that. Yeah, point. not only do they have that, but they're up against Amazon's uh, Lumberyard, which is encouraging, you know, game releases and everything, and uh, you know, a free engine to use. So, 
I mean, from a licensing standpoint, they got a lot more competition than they've ever had. So they got to find other ways to, you know, bring in money. That's true. I'm interested to see what will happen anyway with all this newly, uh, I guess, competition that's actually competition, unlike, you know, say Origin and, you know, you play <laughs> Ubisoft or, <laughs> yeah, all these other yeah, small platforms. Well, I think anytime you have a, you know, a distributor specific or a publisher specific store, you're just not going to get the same kind of foot traffic right. like a Steam would that has just about everything. It's right. going to take like a big release like an Anthem or a, you know, or a Blizzard release to get people to go to those particular storefronts. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, speaking of Ubisoft, you play. Uh, last little tidbit of gaming news is that uh, there's a Assassin's Creed 3 and Liberation uh, compilation that was leaked for the Switch not really leaked out, but like a listing for being a, for a sale was leaked. So, so they're going to release the worst Assassin's Creed. <laughs> I don't know. But Creeds, I kind of, I kind of right? liked Assassin's Creed three. Really? Sale. Yeah. Which one was it? That was the colonial time mm-hmm. in US. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Which one was it better than? Do you like it better than Black Flag? No. Black Flag's any of the Ezio ones. Well, Uni- Unity was the worst. Because that was, that was uh, the one that had all the yeah, it, stuff. it established a new low, but <laughs> right. Assassin's Creed right. Three was um, for the longest time pretty much the worst. I agree. Yeah, that was. I didn't play it. I'm just saying. I heard. I skipped it because of all the reviews. I think it's way. worth looking into now. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, that's I mean, cool. if they put they put they put this two, these two together, sell it for fifteen bucks. I don't yeah. think it'll be fifteen bucks. No, it'll now. be. I just, it's, a, it's a Switch title. It'll be sixty dollars. <laughs> Or it might be 35. I can see 35. 30, yeah, something around that. Maybe. You know, we can speculate all we want, but yeah. Switch is not exactly the land of good deals when it comes to old No, you're games. right. Switch is... They still sell World of Goo for like $20. Oh, yeah. my goodness. <laughs> it's, high in, it's high in there. Yeah. But that's kind of all the gaming news we had. There might be some other stuff, but nothing, nothing too major. So uh, let's talk a little bit about that Anthem demo that uh, us VIPs got to play this weekend. Yeah. So yeah, because we pre-ordered, right? Because we pre-ordered, or we're part of a cool kids club and all Mm -hmm. that good stuff. But uh, yeah, so you know, we played it. I played it. Uh, There's there's a couple of technical issues that were kind of made on the face of everything on Reddit a lot. Um, The servers were down or full for a lot of people, so they can't log in to play because there's so many people playing. Mm -hmm. And it's supposed to be VIP only. The VIP got really full really fast. But uh, I never experienced that. Of course, I never played during, like, I guess what you would consider um, rush hours. So, uh, but I did run into a couple technical issues. Uh, Off the bat, didn't fit on my screen. It was spread across two different monitors. I had to go and fix all that mess. Uh, Hmm. And then when I load into an expedition, uh, it would go to 95% loaded. I'd have to Alt F4 out, end it in Task Manager, then relaunch it to get into the expedition I started. Yeah, you weren't the only person that was. <laughs> yeah, there's there. a lot of other people doing that too. It was pretty much all server capacity errors. Mm-hmm. So you know, Andrew had the same problem trying to get in, uh, wasn't able to access. I saw a lot of rubber banding, uh, depending upon where I was. So I I would be running along and all of a sudden kind of snap back to. I experienced some other that location. once. Yeah, in a free play. It was um, it was pretty frequent. I'm I'm gonna say if this is any indication of what the launch is gonna look like, you can just expect it's gonna be bad. Um, because they they did not ramp up 
server capacity or at least uh or at least just having the capacity available for all the players log in to, to go and you know it was kind of a um disappointing to see i probably kind of struggled for the first hour in terms of just uh having good connectivity it did kind of smooth out as the day went on though mm-hmm. um did you, catch, did you guys catch it on sunday the last I, day i played I did. what did we do it friday night or was it Saturday? it was it was like friday night yeah it was like yeah, right friday when night. it came out so yeah at that time they were still trying to fix things probably spinning up servers at that point mm-hmm. and when come sunday everything was very smooth yeah, it was pretty smooth I, still on got, sunday. I still got this 95 percent um oh, but yeah. i was able to finish a stronghold without getting uh booted out which was another issue that happened where you're like facing the boss and you're like okay well everyone's booted and you don't get any loot um but it's just of course it's a demo right it's that's that's what they sold it for uh they also stated and this is this is and i like this is they're really open in communication about this they like the actual like um producers and everyone were answering questions they they even released a summary of everything Mm -hmm. uh, of of their issues and they're saying like by this weekend hopefully for the open demo they'll be prepared um you know they're going they're going to fix all these things come launch day that's what obviously what this it it was a technical uh experience for them too right Mm -hmm. open demos public public releases Mm -hmm. um there's some stats i like i like the stats that they gave it said uh thank you incredible uh thing that we had nearly nine million hours of play across 2.5 days of the demo that was open in the same time, over 1 million strongholds were completed and nearly 2 million rabbits were slaughtered. Those little rabbit things. <laughs> so, um, I mean, just put it, those numbers are impressive numbers, but I mean, they're just trying to flaunt some numbers. But right. still, 9 million hours? It's a lot. It's a lot, it's a lot of hours. Um, in general, my experience was good, like Rob said. What well, comes Sunday was smooth. Uh, but going into like more details, what do you guys think of like javelins, loot? actual gameplay loop what'd you guys think of that i uh i didn't do a whole lot of the loot grinding i didn't know i did all the story missions i did the the stronghold and then i went out and free played to test out the different javelins you unlock once you hit uh 12 level 12 or whatever mm-hmm. yeah um I, flying is a little bit wonky a little bit it takes a second to get used to on a mouse mm-hmm. um but overall you know the shooting felt great um, the, some of the enemies are a little spongy, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not complaining about that. I'm, it's a, it, you know, it's an RPG style game. I'm not expecting to get headshots and kill them in one hit. You know, it's not, you know, it's not a first person shooter type of deal for me. Um, and I, I kind of, I started playing the interceptor, the really fast one. That one's, that was pretty cool. Yeah. The roguelike melee guy. Yeah. yeah. That one's pretty yeah. cool. You can come from the air and like spin and attack and hit people. Mm-hmm seems like they're like a really cool and they're super just like was it just get in there and start slashing people up yeah it seemed yeah. like fun yeah. um i played the ranger of course where right. you're just like barrage is your super and then the colossus is like mini nukes <laughs> that that was really that was a lot of fun the colossus um, one's hard to use i wasn't quite sure how i was using it at first oh the super yeah yeah it just shoot it in an area it explodes really mm-hmm. really large um so for the for the things that you addressed for like things being spongy, I've noticed, and you played solo, right? Yes. Oh uh, well, I mean, for I did randoms. I was in randoms. randoms. So you were with people. Were those randoms like out in the distance and not really some of them were shooting the same thing? Some so of here's, them were. <laughs> here's a here's here's a thing, and I've noticed because the combo system in this game is very unique. Yes. Uh, the combo system in like if you were playing with a team, 
like me and Rob together, and we shot something together. Like I would put I would put it into flame, and then mm-hmm. Rob would throw a grenade at it. That thing would die a lot faster yeah, with those than if yeah. one person were to do that. So, and and what I'm thinking is later in like harder, harder and grand master, I think levels, you're gonna have to really utilize the combos Definitely. to get past things. So, um, I, I'm actually excited to see more of that because with Storm, which is basically your mage type, huge area effect, and then Colossus like nuking something combos. It's it's a lot. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I can't speak more about it other than like, I I do want to see some improvements in uh, F, uh, uh like optimization. A little humble brag, I guess. Like I have a pretty beefy system: 1080 GTX 1080, 16 gigs of RAM, i7 6 6 gen, and I only got 60 frames. Right, mm-hmm. Rob? Is that, is that where you were getting? Like you have the same build, right? Uh, a little bit newer, a little bit more RAM, but not much more. I was getting probably in the 70s. Um, so 70 FPS. It's about but, on ultra, okay. Yeah, it it would drop when I'd walk outside of the area, so I was kind of keeping track on it. I, I mean, it was kind of all over the place too. It wasn't very consistent. So, you know, inside the first building that you're in, I was probably sitting on 80s and 90s. You walk outside into the little market, it's in the 40s. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of stuff going on in that market. That market is a frames nightmare so, <laughs> um but yeah once you get out of there and you're in the main areas um you know when you're fighting and everything it, it kind of goes up and down from there but i was holding fairly decent at like 60 to 70 but i would dip sometimes depending upon what was going on so mm. some things are causing uh some drops so really so, we hope for optimization i hope yeah, so <laughs> and i think that's you know that's fair to ask i'm gonna differ a little bit with you guys though i i felt like the the gunplay was not as polished as other looter shooters I've played. Like so, Division or? I was going to say even Destiny felt a little more natural from a gunplay. Mm-hmm. And, and that's probably like the gold standard for me as far as that kind of real feeling of what a, you know, of having a pistol or, or what, what you know. A, SMG a or a shotgun. Yeah, all that felt yeah. really nice. Whereas... In this one, because it's over the shoulder, because it's third person, you know, it felt a little detached, you know, and I didn't really get quite that yeah. same, quite that same feel. Um, the open world aspect of it, though, is, you know, way above anything that's offered right now. The it's almost like the division in terms of just the quality of the graphics and the um, and the area, but then you can fly, so you've yeah. got not just yeah. the uh, you know the wide areas to go, but you've got the heights that you can go yep. up to. So, I mean. Um, yeah, when you talk about exploration, just areas to go like wander around in, um, it's pretty unparalleled. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'd probably have to compare it to like a Grand Theft Auto or a, um, you know, one of those type of open world games in, mm. in terms of what you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's wild. A couple of things that I want to touch on too is if you guys haven't played Strongholds, those are your like strikes. Those are fun. Right? Those it's a lot of fun. Big bosses and they're stuff. long though. Jeez, yeah. pretty long. Jeez yeah, Louise. Uh, and the, the boss is very spongy. That uh, The spider boss took a while. Yeah. Yep. But here's the thing, though. Uh, I noticed, and I throughout the demo, I got to level 15, the max. I started getting, like, blue loot, and you start seeing a lot of, like, like additions onto your items. Loot matters in this game. Oh, when yeah. you put on an item, and you put on, like, another component that adds stats, you can see the stats, and you can see that you're getting hit a lot less, or you're de- dealing more damage. So I'm... I'm looking forward to like 
because the 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 gameplay loop is going to be finding the perfect build for you and uh that's like diablo 3 and it, i i i really enjoyed that sort that sort of loot system mm-hmm. um and then of course we're still waiting on a clan and alliance system uh and news but i mean we'll that alliance that. is or the friend i think the alliance system is the whole if you're on the friends list type deal because yeah. i was okay. getting i yeah. was getting alliance points for having blaze on my friends list you know he yeah. i didn't ever play with him but i was getting like bonus alliance points for that okay that makes sense oh yeah yeah so i i got that at the end of uh of some of the some of the missions and everything mm-hmm. it would kind of give you the you know the overall mm-hmm. um what cracked me up though is i just to show how little i use origin as i couldn't remember what my login was <laughs> <laughs> turns out i've got yep. two accounts oh no and i thought well let me go ahead and add some friends on there there's no friends on my origin account <laughs> Same with mine. Because <laughs> I've never that was this is probably the first game I've ever really played on Origin. Despite and probably will be it since twenty eleven. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I've played a couple things on there, but nothing to dive into. Well, you, you you signed up for the the Kool Aid, yeah. So no, I got the Kool Aid, so sense. makes sense for sure, for sure. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Overall, I really enjoyed uh, playing it. Like playing that demo really, you know, made me. It's like getting a little appetizer, a little taste of the main course. And you're like, man, I want that main course right now. I agree. I totally agree. And you can try it again this weekend. Yeah. Everyone can try it. You can actually continue where you left off this weekend. That's right. So, so get in there. But once the out. game comes out, everything goes back because, of course, you're right in the middle of the game. Yeah, sure. It comes out. <laughs> it's definitely worth trying. I mean, it's it's not like any other game that's really out right mm-hmm. now. I mean, it's a looter shooter, but that's it doesn't really share a lot of it's, the it's different. same mechanics, right? So, yeah, definitely different. Um it's it's this weird mix, you know, of open world and division. I mean, but there's no cover. You're not really taking cover too many places. There's mm-hmm. not even a mechanic for cover. And then you've got these like, I'm gonna say almost like Titanfall type of just ultimates that you can yeah. bust out. So I mean, yeah. even like the base javelin that just does the rocket, like uh, the yeah, with the, the range barrage, yeah. the uh, yeah. lock on. That's cool. Like that's, I had a blast great. doing that. Yeah. So yeah, Super looking forward cool. to the game. It's definitely. A, Definitely looks very promising. You guys I'm going to do any custom, the customizing, changing the oh, looks of the javelins? Yes, I did. That's pretty yes, deep. <laughs> That's pretty deep. Really deep. Very deep. I can see fashion shows already. <laughs> I forgot who was on Twitch. It might have been Shroud. Had like an all pink uh, javelin. Oh, nice. I can okay, run around. All right. All right. It's it's wild because you can like change the material. So like you can mm-hmm. like you you can make have it fabric or you can have it metal or leather. All that stuff is really cool. And they all have different color schemes. And that was really cool. My mm. biggest complaint, though, that I was like, man, this kind of sucks, is walking through the city. Mm. Yeah, no sprinting. They, no sprinting. That, but they fixed it. They said, Everybody said they didn't like the walking thing. So, okay, we'll, put, we'll, let, you know, we'll let you sprint in the city. Yep. So no, listen, it, did, it did feel pretty slow. There, there was actually a game uh came out a few years back called Blood Dragon. It was one of the Far Cry ones. Mm-hmm. And in the tutorial, they won't let you run yet. They make you walk like very slowly. <laughs> and your character is just cursing at the narrator. Just like, let <laughs> me run. <laughs> so I was feeling that. Yeah, that's uh, how I felt. I was like, please let me run. <laughs> or jump. I didn't like that I couldn't jump. For some reason, in games where I can't jump, mm-hmm. I, it doesn't feel natural. Yeah. What's this, what's this little wall? Oh, it's impassable. It's impassable. <laughs> but oh, it's cool. The city felt really cool. A lot of people walking around. Yeah, you know, there's a couple people you can talk to. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, they showed a little bit of a, of a unique aspect for Looter Shooter. They showed a story. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you guys think of like Matthias and like the whole like 
subplot with him, you know. Uh, it. it was different. It was different. The, I'm really curious to see more about what these different artifacts and stuff do. Mm-hmm. That, I don't a lot of personality, cool. though. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> bio, bio, add Bioware personality. I was impressed with dialogue. Put it that yeah. way. Yeah, definitely. It's cool stuff. So, uh, yeah. Andrew wants to talk a little bit about another leader shooter. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go into details about what, all the speculations about what's going into the game or whatever, mm-hmm. but just know that it's coming out in March. Like it, the release date is in March, and they're going to have a beta in February 7th. This is Division Two, it's, by the way. This is Division Two, yes. Um, a private beta though, so you have to have codes or pre-order, which mm-hmm. someone I know has has a code. I have Un code, and I've already pre-ordered, so this is an extra code. Well, cool. How did she possibly get that? <laughs> Can't tell. It's a secret. It's a secret. <laughs> okay, so... So there's not um, some like, super huge retailer you could go to and get it? And get it. Oh, man. Uh, so the <laughs> the private beta starts February 7th, 1 a.m. Pacific Standard. Ends on February 11th. Um, it'll be available for all platforms. Uh, you have to, of course, to participate, either have to be invited or you have to pre-order. And uh, I'm not going to go too much detail of that. There's a lot of, like... There's a trailer that came out today, um, but there's a lot of speculation out there and stuff. But I just know that it's improved on a lot of things that the Division One failed on, and mm-hmm. they're focusing on Endgame. That's all I care about. All I said which I think it's so many times. It's on like the t- maybe the tenth. Like they're gonna have an like in-game testing in the private beta in this private beta, where you have okay. to you test out like their in-game. Uh, Quote, I don't know what they're called. I can't remember what they're called. Incursions or something. The raids. Yeah, the raids incursions. or something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You'll get to test with high level gear and characters. You'll get to go in there and test those. Pretty amazing. I mean, that's that's going to be a lot of. If, if, maybe, maybe people have to be quiet about it. They have to sign the NDA, but. Um, I don't it, think they've been pretty open to... about it. They've had a lot of stuff come out from what I've seen. Yeah. They don't get to be secretive about this. Um, you know, the, the original division, that beta was great. It was a yeah, lot was of fun. fun. And then when you got into the real game, you realized it was just way more of the same. And then there was like <laughs> the the dark zone that they were kind of promising was end up like just totally broken. It yeah. really took away a lot of the end game and a lot of the the excitement for people. So, you know, I, I think they've got to be transparent. I think they have to be very uh, accommodating. They don't get to be like maybe like Anthem right now. No one thinks it's bad because no one really knows that much about it. Right. So they've got the benefit of the doubt because they're Bioware. But Ubisoft's already kind of shown, hey, they they kind of messed up with Division One. So this is a this is an apology tour for mm-hmm. Division Two. Definitely. Yep. So they're going to focus on DZ with Dark Zone, and they're going to mm-hmm. focus on Endgame. They've stated yeah. that I don't know how many times. So yeah, just qu- I want to do some quick details in there since we have time. Yeah, I don't have a lot to talk about. But in the beta, there will be two. I know two big story arcs you'll play through. Uh, of course, like some side missions related to those story arcs. You'll have uh, two of the, I forget, I forget what the dungeon level stuff is called, like the little four man or three man group dungeon things they have. I forget they'll, too. They'll <laughs> have two of those out to test. Um, they'll have like I think two. They'll have a dark zone area. Then they'll have like the PvP skirmish modes they have now, where it's not dark zone, it's actual PvP. They'll mm-hmm. have that up for testing. And then at the end of the beta, they'll have the end game testing, with two mm-hmm. two things for it for testing. So wow. this is a, this is a lot of stuff being tested. It kind of reminds me of like an MMO 
PTR build or beta build they did for stuff like they did for like WoW, which is so, a good place to be. Yeah, actually, it's yeah. good. It's a good thing to model yourself after for longevity. Anyway, <laughs> just make sure you have enough space for your for your people server wise. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, that's, go. that's, that's always a problem. For some reason, no one thinks that anyone's going to play their game. <laughs> no, come on, Steve. Pokemon no, we don't need that much. <laughs> Anthem's doing it. Division's no different. Yeah, we'll see though. We'll see. I'm excited. There's a lot of good stuff coming out. Speaking of a lot of good things coming out, we just had Kingdom Hearts three come out. Mm. Yeah, I don't want to bore you guys too much, uh, but I'm not going to review it this week. Because, of course, I only have six or seven hours into this. So, I'm just going to give you kind of my first impressions of the game. I know Andrew hasn't played it yet, and Rob hasn't really played enough of it to talk about yeah. it. Yeah, way too little. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, but the first point, and I know Rob can attest to this, is that this game looks incredible, graphics-wise. This game is so beautiful. Uh, yeah, so if you don't know, this game is built, I think, in the newest Unreal Engine, or Unreal mm-hmm. Engine 4, or something like that. Um, so yeah, it looks absolutely incredible for a Kingdom Hearts game. Uh, it actually has, it, when it does flashbacks, they, instead of opting out to recreate the flashbacks, they said, oh, we'll just use the footage from the old games. And so you have this side-by-side footage of what the first game looked like to what this game looks like. And it's, <laughs> okay. it's, yes. it, it's Bring wild. Back those memories. I, yeah. I thought I was in for a bad time when I saw the videos showing up <laughs> and they're showing like the, like playstation 2 graphics like yep. in the cutscene and i'm just like oh no like what we did they bam- do like we got bamboozled <laughs> i know i know they've been developing this for years but i thought they were like improving it i didn't realize they were just sticking with the you know the original playstation 2 graphics right. but no no as you go along you get to the the main game and it is it's like a pixar game running yeah around. like a movie I mean, yeah it's incredible yeah. um some of the cool th- like the humor is really well done, which is a big thing. Cause this game's got its, you know, humorous moments. I like to consider Kingdom Hearts more like a lighthearted Final Fantasy type game. Um, yeah, you got the action aspect yeah. though. It's almost more of like a lighthearted God of War. Kinda, kinda. Uh, one of the biggest things to me is that when you first start this game off, you kind of go through like the tutorial or the prelude, um, and the, when the title card pops up, it doesn't say Kingdom Hearts three. It says Kingdom Hearts two point nine. Mm-hmm. So you're like, wait a second, <laughs> hang on, what game? Put some points and decimals. In. That's fine. What That's am fine. I playing right now? Right. Um, but yeah, it was kind of a uh, kind of a little tongue in cheek there because you know we've had so many non Kingdom Hearts threes to this point. Yeah, Reduxes. Yeah, they've had Final to do it. Version. They've had to do it one last time. One last gotcha. Uh, overall, the story's interesting. Of course, if you've been following the story, the complex the uh, Kingdom Hearts is a very complex story. Uh, it's very crazy, and so you know this oh, one's sex. this one's gonna be the end of that story. So it's interesting to see how they're gonna wrap up some of these mysteries. Introduces some some things you're like, I wonder what that is, and uh, I'm excited to find out what those things are. Yeah, combat's so, cool. Yeah, yeah which, it's really really good. Did you end up setting anything in terms of the graphics options? Because I they have the different options i'm playing on i didn't know there was other options you know i was considered console it's a one and done type thing so we we had a question in chat about the uh you know what the frames per second looks like if it's going to be 30 or 60 or what that looks like and my understanding is that they were having a stable mode that would be locked at 30 and the resolution would be remaining the same 
or they would have kind of a variable version at 60 frames per second or up to 60 frames, but could drop down depending upon what was going on on the screen. Mm -hmm. So I don't remember actually setting that, but that was what, um, that was what the rumor mill was talking hmm, about. I think you checked that some of the out press releases. And I'll launch yeah, it. it <laughs> But yeah, I will tell looks, you that it looks great regardless. <laughs> yeah, if I'm running it at 30, it looks it still looks amazing at 30. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it looks it looks like you're like it. Sometimes, you know, uh, there's a couple cutscenes where you know it kind of cuts in and out. But sometimes a cutscene will like, effort, effortlessly trans, uh, you know, uh, transform transition. into transition. Yeah, yeah into uh, into combat. So you just have the camera pan from being in front of the characters. Mm-hmm. It'll just spin around to the back of them, and boom, you're out in the combat. Yep, so that's, that's really like cool. See. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, but yeah, the combat's fun. Uh, it's it's you know it's sort of the same. It's got a little bit different stuff in it. Uh, the finishers feel really cool. You know, kind of feel real beefy and op. Uh, they have these attraction attacks where it's different, like Disney World and Disneyland classic attractions. So you have like your pirate ship, your teacups. And you have like the blaster mini game, and they just kind of like just super op attacks that just do massive amounts of damage and stuff to like bosses and enemies so that's that's fun to do um but yeah overall six about six or seven hours into it and i'm thinking if it keeps it up it might be one of my top five this year oh mm. wow that's right. early too yeah it's fun it's lots of fun mm-hmm. like, yeah, i'm on so, playing i want to play it right now but I, you know <laughs> yeah, I think I'm doing a podcast with us I, I think i'm 45 <laughs> minutes into it right now so <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I was a bit distracted last night. I was really hoping to get some time in, but I, I wasn't able to. So I'm going to start over again and uh, start from the beginning and really give it its time. Um, you have to pay attention to cutscenes because if you just like look away for one second and you can look back and be like, what's going on with the story now? Mm-hmm. Now, did you read the uh, before you stream? I did uh, not warning? because I'm not streaming. <laughs> no, but it's uh, I actually read it because I'm not that I'm going to stream it, but um. I was just like, well, why are they, you know, what's this for? So there's a little, you press a, a button. It's like the Y button when you mm-hmm. press on there. It says, before you stream, dot, dot, dot. And it says, uh, this is a work of art um, that is with IP owned by Disney and by uh, Square. Mm-hmm. And that you're welcome to stream the game, but you're not allowed to stream the game for the express purpose of playing the music in the game. Huh. Yeah, okay. so you're not able to play the game so that the music is going, and that's like all you're doing. Okay, so you can't be like, let's play Kingdom Hearts and listen to the music, you guys. Yeah, basically. So that's I odd. thought that was really weird. Um, it was. I didn't even really know how to like what to think about that. Don't yeah, expect don't... anybody to be playing the Kingdom Hearts three soundtrack anywhere. Is yes. what you're trying to say, or don't don't expect anyone to care about that. Honestly, it's just like. Yeah. Play I mean, anyway, or move move a stick when they're like, oh, I'm playing the game. Sounds like a uh, one of those yeah. Disney things where Disney's yeah, really yeah. it's, it's lawyers getting lawyer like. Um, yeah. But I mean, good soundtrack though. You look at all the different worlds. I mean, you've got Toy Story and Pirates and and all that other stuff. So hmm. yeah, that's weird. On there. That's weird. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't look into. It. I, I assumed it had something to do with, you know, be careful with this old Disney stuff because people don't even want to put like gameplay of like the original kingdom hearts games on youtube because it has so much disney stuff in it mm-hmm. well put it this way i actually put stuff on youtube for disney infinity just just because i really enjoyed that game too and that that got that got hit really hard <laughs> couldn't do anything because because of the music because of the music really wow right um 
there was some there were some uh, levels that didn't have like copyright. Some did. It's really really odd. But yeah, as the chat said, like Disney is super weird about their IPs. They are. So yeah, they are. But yeah, I'm overall I'm really fun. So if you wanted wanted to check this game out, if you never played Kingdom Hearts, it's still a fun game. I think definitely definitely worth checking out. Did you watch the video before that? The 21 minute recap of. Yeah, that actually came out before the game did, so I watched it before the game, so I can just jump right into it. But yeah, there's they, have, they do have a little bit of recap. It leaves out some spoiler stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so you still, if you really wanted a full comprehension of the story, you may just want to go look up. There's plenty of videos on this, because I watched a couple before I started. Yeah, yeah the storyline's um, really convoluted, so it's, <laughs> very, it's nice that they have very a hard to understand. there. <laughs> a 20-minute primer to explain it all. Yeah, not really explains it all, but definitely kind of jumpstarts you. But yeah, there is exactly. definitely a lot of stuff left out in that, just to give you a heads up. Mm-hmm. It does give you the meat, the meat without the payoff. That's a good way to put it, chat. <laughs> but uh, yeah, enough about that. A little bit of gaming, or uh, a little bit of movie stuff before we jump into Rob's comic corner. Mm-hmm. Um, Patrick, you know how we talked about uh, this new Star Trek series coming out with Patrick Stewart at the helm? Uh, he says that the new series will be like a quote-unquote 10-hour movie. So, I don't so know. a continuous story, basically. Yeah, basically. Hopefully, Not it's like movie. generations where it was like something here, <laughs> something there. Right. Well, but I don't want to see basically. It. Basically, Star Trek's you know how Star Trek tells the story. It's pretty much one offs, but yeah, it's interesting. It's, you know they did this ten hour or quote unquote ten hour movie format. Kind of reminds me of how you know most Netflix series do their stuff now. Or Game it's of Thrones is like that Game too. of Thrones. Oh, yeah, okay. ten episodes yeah. and doing yeah. that stuff. So, is that what they're? Is this is on a streaming platform, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm assuming the, so. Yeah, I think the um, what's it, the CBS one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that's you know big Star Trek news out there. Maybe this will be better than the current Star Trek show, um, or even the Orville, which is where all the Star Trek fans are at right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man. Um, and of course we haven't really talked about it here because I haven't played it, and I don't know if you guys played it, but yeah, you know, we had Resident Evil Two come out, and that was mm-hmm. really big. I know, at least on Twitch, I watched a ton of gameplay of Resident Evil 2. It looks really fun. Yeah, Elohim had a great uh, great series going where all of the donation alerts, like all the bits and everything, uh, would play scary sounds. <laughs> so, like, it would be like a like either a dog barking or, like, you know, like when in the kennel area or, like, a door slamming shut or, like, a zombie staggering up. And he would have to just, like, take a break and be like, look, I got to settle down. Like, his heart's just racing. <laughs> Because everyone kept donating and it was just freaking them out. Yeah, and um, so Netflix, I guess, ri- kind of riding on that high, announced that they're doing a uh, exclusive Resident Evil series. And I'm wondering if that maybe continue where the movies left off, or if it's going to be a reboot in general. I don't think it's really been said yet. Yeah. Have you guys seen the Resident Evil movies? Uh, uh, I was gonna say I love me. Jovovich is she coming back for yeah. this one? They're you know the Resident Evil movies start out really low and they kind of just get lower. Oh yeah, it, it's a dive. <laughs> it is a dive. But I mean, they don't take themselves too serious. I don't think from you know from the ones I've seen. No, so. they're definitely tongue in cheek, and they they have made a ton of money. Yeah, for they're popular. They are always profitable, even though they spend very little money making them. <laughs> yeah, so this one was like, okay, it. yeah, I, I get it, but then it's got worse and worse. I think yeah. from there, but... I, I'm hoping that this Netflix series will maybe be a 
more serious, like maybe sort of be like Resident Evil 2 where it's more of a serious tone. Because it's the same way with the Resident Evil games. The longer they went on, the more like crazy out of the world they got, you know, with 5 and 6 even. Like they were just way out there. But hopefully we'll have more of a rooted horror series. With uh, It's it's great storyline. Yeah. Um, I, I really think Resident Evil's got a lot going for it. So as long as they don't get too crazy, like I can't, I don't know where Resident Evil six, five and six would fall in on all this, but I could certainly see like four and before being a, uh, Oh yeah, definitely being a part or of even the, the or even the last game, the uh, VR one that came out, the Resident Evil seven, that one was really. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That kind of took it back a little bit closer mm-hmm. to the roots or gave it, give it, you know, something that'd be a little more grounded for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other ones were basically just action movies. Yeah. <laughs> and, as, as uh, Paul says so eloquently, it was American fan fiction. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'm with you. There we go. But yeah, Resident Evil 2 is good. The series hopefully will follow suit with that. But that's kind of all the news topics we have. A um, little bit little bit short. But Rob does have a comic review this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to be uh, more persistent with this. Uh, you know, I took a couple weeks off. I didn't really review any comics, but I am back reviewing comics every week. And... Um, it's a little bit easier when I'm not reviewing these huge omnibus ones that are like hundreds of pages. Mm-hmm. I'm just grabbing a new release uh, pretty much every week and going through it. So yeah, no, no, no talk on Sekiro. I don't think any of us have really done too much looking into Sekiro. Was it shadows die twice or never oh, die twice? I'm looking forward to that game. Is that out yet? It looks cool, so. but I'm not, uh, I'm not too up on it. Exactly. What's going on there. That's not out yet. Is it? That's not out. Yeah. So, Going through the releases today, uh, one of them caught my eye. Um, it's called Age of X-Man Alpha, which if you guys are not up to date in the Marvel Comics world, uh, they basically killed off all the mutants. So Wolverine, Cyclops, Professor X, they all died. It was called those, Xavier Day. All those everyone's... people that was popular in the 90s. Uh, yeah, but I think also kind of as retribution for Fox making uh, mutant movies. They didn't want to give oh, them okay. any more uh, <laughs> attention and focus. Uh, so yeah, so they uh, basically had all the mutants went away one day. So when I see a new X-Men uh, comic coming out, I thought, oh, this is probably pretty interesting. Um, something new coming out. Uh, so written by Zach Thompson and Lonnie Nadler. Uh, art by Roman uh, Rosanas and colors by Triona Farrell. Um, the premise is now that everyone in the entire world is a mutant. So they went from having no mutants anywhere on Earth to everybody is a mutant now. Hmm. And so everybody, also, if everybody's yeah, a mutant, nobody's a mutant. Exactly. So everyone looks different. Everyone looks kind of weird. There's a lot of powerful mutants running around, and and they've actually got some horror stories about how all this came to be, where. Um, you know, people had these really amazing powers kind of manifest. So like a baby was able to create like black holes and stuff, or, uh, you know, this, uh, kid had the ability to like teleport an entire city into the ocean. So Hmm. it was really horrific stuff. And like the whole world went kind of crazy for a little while. So the X-Men show up in this uh, town and everyone is actually also completely frozen in time. In addition to being mutants, uh, nothing is moving, not even the wind. Um, when they arrive. So if you think about like the Professor X scene in Logan, uh, where Logan's walking through the uh, the apartment to get to where Professor Xavier is, but like every, no one can move, it's kind of similar to that. So everyone's kind of stuck in that suspended animation. 
Uh, turns out it's being caused by exceptionally strong psychic who's doing this. The X-Men talk her down and they bring her back to the Summers Institute, which is the replacement for the Xavier um, School for the Gifted. Uh, this is a new one in celebration of Scott Summers. So uh, summer School? Yeah, Summer School. <laughs> uh, also known as uh, Cyclops. And a lot of different mutants have the last name Summers for some reason. <laughs> so then, uh, so they bring him back and it's pretty uneventful. Everyone went back to normal and the X-Men just kind of start talking about, you know, what happened on Xavier Day and when everyone became a mutant and just how bad it was. So some of the examples I gave there. And then everyone kind of splits up from that point. So uh, Bishop, uh, who you might have seen in Days of Future Past, he was the uh, mutant with the M tattoo over his eye, okay, scar, yeah. and he had the uh, the rifle that he could charge up and shoot. Um, he and uh, Jean Grey hook up, so they end up getting together, watching a movie. I probably Netflix and chill. Netflix and chill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Nightcrawler is apparently a TV star now. He's acting in a TV show. Uh, Magneto's a good guy, part of the X Men. Oh, nice. Yep. And uh, a little bit later in the issue, a force from the future arrives to arrest or kill Bishop for hooking up. So I'm throwing out a lot of stuff here, and probably one of the questions that are going through your mind right now is why? Why is Magneto a good guy? Why are people coming to kill Bishop for hooking up with Jean Grey? Why are Bishop and Jean Grey hooking up? And why is Nightcrawler a TV star? Turns out, every single time it talked about each of these characters, it gave a little blurb at the bottom saying, do you want to know why this is happening? Go check out issue number one of (laughs) this new X series that is coming out. So basically, the book... It's a big promo. Is, an, is a set of ads for nice. new upcoming comic series. And it isn't really a good standalone comic on its own. Um, it's a jumping on book, but I never really got the urge to really want to learn more about what's going on because <laughs> they don't really go too deep into it. Um, overall, I was just really underwhelmed. I don't really, I didn't feel really compelled to understand or even like this new iteration of the X-Men. Um, just it's not just because Wolverine's not there and just because Cyclops and Xavier isn't there. Just the overall team just aren't any of my real favorites. Um, other than Colossus is missing an arm. That's kind of cool. So you might remember him from uh, the Deadpool movie, uh, yeah. the big metal guy. So he's got half an arm now. Hmm. Why? You can find out in Colossus uh, <laughs> issue one. So overall, it was like watching a commercial in comics, which I really felt pretty cheated by. So yeah, uh, I feel like they could have done better. Um, not really what I what I want out of a new series. I guess if you're really interested, there's going to be a ton of new comics coming out that are going to be X Men branded and X Men logoed. So uh, you'll be able to learn more of it there. Uh, for me, didn't really like it. Three out of ten. Do that. Yeah, so just a bunch of big old, big old ad for like, hey, check out these other cool comics coming out later. Yeah, yeah, and maybe those will pan out and be good, but there was nothing really in there that made me like go, oh, that's can, cool. Can we install Adblock on comic books? <laughs> if you read them in Comicsology, there are no ads unless they're go. baked into the story. Like <laughs> unless they're baked I, into I the knew, story. I knew that was going to insert Comicsology because one day they're going to call us, right? They're going to call us about it. One day, they'll, <laughs> one day they'll come through. Yeah, we're looking at the future, we're gonna have Rob's com- <laughs> Rob's Comet Corner sponsored by Comicsology. That's right. That's right. <laughs> put it really? put it out there in the universe. Yes. Yeah. So that's kind of all the stuff we have to talk about. We're actually pretty good on time this week. Yeah, not too short, not too long. We can talk but, games. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Talks. Good stuff. So Andrew, if you want to give some 
promotional information we can get out of here. Hey, before we do that, I just want to thank everyone for coming into the uh, into the chat and yeah, the stream very active today. tonight. Thanks, guys. Yeah, we had a lot of good dialogue, a lot of good questions. I appreciate it. I promise you, we read this the entire time. So, if you got questions or just want to join the conversation, please come in and, and talk with us. Usually, uh, Wednesdays uh, around eight thirty Eastern Standard on the uh, Pixel Pub Twitch stream. Yeah, I think we're also on YouTube and all those good places as well. Mm-hmm. We also enjoy comments, like, subscribes, all those things on various platforms like iTunes, right? Smash yeah, iTunes. Like smash that like, you know, and we're we're part of the Pixel Pub gaming community. Um, we have a podcast area within our Discord, which is eighteen thousand strong, eighteen thousand members strong. Discord partnered, international. We're expanding games. We are introducing like new ways for players to communicate about their games they love, like a section about just. Add add specific games in there like League of Legends, Vermintide Two, all that's in there. So we're all about gaming. We're all about you know providing Nerd. the best experience <laughs> for you guys. So uh, join that. You can find all that information on PixelPubGaming.com, which we are revamping, and I hope to get out very soon. So we'll see a new website very soon. Um, I'm really excited about that. So for all the updates. Everything Pixel Pub related, pixelpubgaming.com. Right? Right. Cool. Cool things. Like Andrew said a little bit before, make sure to like, subscribe, follow, share, um, smash that like button, like, of course, you know, do whatever, do whatever it takes. Uh, leave us some comments, some feedback. Um, just anything. Come talk to us on the Discord. Go to, you know, the We Talk Nerd channel and just hang out. Come into the chat like a couple people are now. Sorry, some of you uh, came in the last second. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come. We'll talk to you in here. Um, yeah, it's kind of you can summon us from anywhere on the channel by doing at WTN hosts. Yeah, so we'll we'll magically appear. That, we will respond. We will be yeah, summoned right. from the grave. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll be back next week around the same time with hopefully more stuff to talk about. Of course, if more I won't be out. here, but these guys will. Oh no! But Uh-oh. anyway, maybe we'll uh, open yeah. it up. Mystery guest next week. Mystery, maybe. Mystery guest. Let's go. But uh, yeah, it's going to be first this week, guys. Uh, catch you later. Yep. See ya. Bye, y'all.